Alex Carell is one of over 70,000 Google Career Certificate graduates. The Google Career Certificate program completely changed the trajectory of my life. I've always been interested in computers, but I never thought I could turn this into a career. Anytime I got a little break, I just pop open the course on my phone. That allowed me to have that path into a career that I'm passionate about. Train online for in-demand jobs in IT, UX design, data analytics, project management, and more. Visit growth.google slash certificates. Facebook connects people. It's what they do. And they know real, meaningful connections happen on safe, secure platforms. That's why they build tools that give you more control and help keep you safe online, like privacy checkup, access your information, and their industry-leading AI that detects harmful content faster. Learn more about how their tools protect their communities and the work ahead at about.fb.com slash taking action. Roraconda has a tracking process in which you receive your vehicle in a timely manner. Once the perfect CRV, HRV, or any other vehicle is selected and ordered, the reliable rep will continuously track its whereabouts to keep the customer updated. If that is an elite customer service, what is? Visit Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start this week's Jagoff podcast from the Baron Health Museum. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sivak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. Cool. All right, so this is the Jagoff podcast, and uh, you're listening to. If you're listening for the first time, we want you to subscribe to it on wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey app is good because you know they're our buddies, but uh, iTunes, wherever we appreciate that you would subscribe. Secondly, if you are a first time subscriber, please go to iTunes and leave a message. Say like, "Hey, those guys aren't so bad. They're good yinzers," or whatever you want to say. Uh, so we're asking you to do that. We also remind you. So we are at the Baronhof Museum. We have a whole load of guests that we want to tell you about in a minute. But before we go to that, we want to tell you where you can find us all week long. First is on Kelly, 100.7 Star. At 4.55 every day, we do the talk of the time. And then we declare who is the Jagoff of the Week on Elista, usually around 10.55 on Friday, so that we have time to write our posts. And that's where we talk about people being Jagoffs. Essentially, Pittsburgh is a breeding ground, especially with road rage and being in traffic. And uh, this week, we actually talked about John and how somebody flipped him off in the Liberty Tunnels because he was... (laughs) We navigate West Liberty often, and we were simply merging lanes and somebody cut him off and he did the low and slow burn of his horn. See, it she sounds made it, like a she made it sound so John. It blimish. wasn't your fault. It the was guy not your changed fault. Lanes inside the tunnel. Yeah. And then, and this is the first time the blog has been around 10 years. Yes. And we've never been able to capture somebody giving us the half peace sign, but half we were that sign. particular day. Yeah. And it always gripes me that you're the one who did something wrong. I give you the horn and you do that versus saying, ah, it was so wrong. I'm dumb. I'm yeah. sorry. Right? And so guess what? Rach the wingman captured it. Captured so I so. took a picture right. of it and was able to circle the finger right. that the person was right. giving. So right. that was definitely our jag of the week because you just don't do that. But the funnier part was he was driving a minivan with Steeler you know, stickers all over it. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I wonder who was in that vehicle. Family guy there. But yeah. anyway, that was the jag of the all week. Right. So, so this week's podcast, we try to take you to unique places every week. And this is unique for us. John, 100%. people ask us all the time, do we have to repeat this is a classic example. Right. And Absolutely the fact that not. neither of us ever knew that this no. existed. So, uh, and, and so we might as well just, oh, first of all, our guests are Jonathan Ray, right? Because Jonathan is. Oh, he part- has a lot of names. We're going to have to right. figure that Here's out. The thing is, Jonathan, <laughs> we did not know his secret talent. And yes. so you're going to experience that's the music you're going to hear. Yep. And then, as you know, we love having Josh Axelrod on from the Post Gazette. And Tracy got him to come on quarterly. Like, we're literally giving him dates and right. he's coming on quarterly. And here's the coolest part is that when he walked in here, he didn't even know this place existed. So you know a it's not his you. level. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know that this yeah. existed. But so, first up is Jim Musso. Am I saying that right? With the inflection, Come on, Jim. yeah, I love it. I love it, Jim. You have us nervous that we're pr- we're enunciating and pronouncing correctly because we are in this amazing place that I feel like it's almost out of a movie. 
talk to us a little bit and, and thank you. You allowed me to get some photos so that people can actually go to our Instagram story today to see some of the photos, but he didn't let me see everything because he wants you to take a tour, which I don't blame you. He said, bring, you know, bring your family back and take a tour of this place, but start with where it is, the year it started and how you got here. Sort of just tell us the story. Well, first I want to thank yeah, you, Jaguar, for the opportunity to get a little exposure. Behind here. the scenes, yeah. Yes. And the, um, you know, as far as the pictures go, we, we encourage people to take pictures because I charge a nickel picture. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't leave mine. It's, it's a retirement gig. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm just joking. But uh, this is the Baronhoff Museum, and the Built by Charles Boyd Brown III, Charlie Brown by his friends. Okay. Uh, he, no, he grew up in Aspenwall. It's the next little town up the river here. Yep. And um, he, in 1963, started his own business called Gaslight Manufacturing um, in a time when electric was taking over. Okay. You know? And he developed a product. It was, it was so good. It was the, the well, the ceramic logs for fireplaces, natural gas grills for growing outside, and then... These cast aluminum gas lamps, which were the best that you, money could buy. Well, at the time, electric was taking over. The gas companies all got together and came up with this program. If they gave all their customers gas lamps, all the municipalities' gas lamps, their gas consumption would go up. Okay. And you'd have security outside your house should the electricity go out. And that was the push back in the 60s. How about that? All the gas companies in the nation and some from Canada came to Charlie to get their lamps. The way he priced them out and the quality of the lamp. So in his heyday, he's running three shifts a day, 365 days of the year for over 13 years. Wow. So if you go up through Oakmont, all those gas lamps are, are, are Charlie's lamps. You go out to Missouri in a little town that has gas lamps, they're probably Charlie's lamps. So it's really what made him the money that enabled him to do the type of things we're, we're about to see in here. If that you come is to the floor. crazy. That yeah. is so now, yeah. you know, I do the research and I simply just, you know, go to the website, kind of pull out the, the necessary information. If people were to just say, well, but why is it here? We would say music boxes, right? Well, no, no, no. That's, no. Charlie, once you do the tour, will bring a whole new definition to eccentric. Okay. Yes. He truly was an eccentric okay. man. But as I was telling you, I read online that it said he was very, you know, sort of humble and bashful, maybe a little bit shy. But when it came to the way he entertained, it was very grandiose. Well, he was a very shy man, but if you were in his bubble, okay, he would just okay. circle funds and um, being lied to, if you're being lied to, then you were a friend. Okay. <laughs> and he liked pulling <laughs> practical jokes. Okay. You know, so, you okay. know, if you were in the bubble, it was never boring here. Okay. You know? But if you weren't, he chose his friends, he chose his bubble. So it was a uh, very select group of people what what's his love for the uh for the this area this air the german sort of well, his great-grandfather john schneider larish came over from bavaria bavaria that's now, what the right. okay is, they had the the patent for the concrete vaults you put in the you know the coffins into oh my back God. In the day. okay so the larishes grew up in a life of privilege so charlie's you know inheritance you know, sure he, he he created this foundation called the John Schneider Larsh Foundation that all his money was to go into that. So when he died, he was to turn his house into a museum. How wow. That was the whole. Okay. So, so John Schneider Larsh was a big, important sure. figure for sure. him, you know, because he impressed upon his family that, you know, even though we have money, you don't borrow money from family, you know, so okay. he didn't. So he made his own money. And his family never objected to him taking all his money and turning it into a museum. Is this all information that you would give on the tour? Kind um, of the background about sometimes him? Sometimes. It yeah. depends what the questions, what the are, questions that are people ask. Yeah. You, know, so the, you know, it's a two and a half hour tour and people say, oh, what can you do in two and a half hours? And then they leave saying, we need more time. Yeah, I'm yes. sure. You know? How many rooms are in this building? Uh, there's 22 wow. rooms. We do 19 of them. Yeah. Okay. You know, some are just logistically just don't make sense. Sure. Oh, you know, I see. Okay. To get into and, you know, you know, the, the important rooms have, have, have machines and, and some sure. history to them. So, yeah. Okay. What is the most commonly asked question? Someone comes up and you're like, I will bet my next paycheck that someone's going to ask me this question. No, I never knew this was there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The question. Like, sure. Why didn't yeah. I know this? Why did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to yeah, know yeah, the answer. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so, well, there's a reason for that because we're in the middle of a residential area. Yeah. Yes. And um, I will tell you, 
that um, in order to become a museum, we had to make an agreement that it only do seven tours a week, even though we're open 10 and 2 each day based on availability. Because once we have seven tours that week, then the other ones aren't available. And then my job is to try to uh, channel everybody into those tours that are already there. And we do a maximum of 12 people per tour. But now with COVID, we've scared scaled it down to yeah. nine okay. you know, people per tour. Because some of the rooms are rather small. Sure. Yeah. You know, so... And we're seeing. Don't music- ask him his favorite because he can't give you that. I already, <laughs> right. already kind of tried. We're seeing tried. music devices in this room. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's eight. There's 163 nine. in the building. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, there, there, say it. Say it again. 163 in the building. What was his? Was he a musician? Wow. Oh, was, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no. See, he, he lived here for six years. Okay. You know, with the idea of bringing Bavaria to Pittsburgh, so that when he yes. died. People could come explore Bavaria in the 19th century and, of course, hear Charlie's stories, right? Yeah. But after he lived here for six years, he realized, as neat as the, the house is, it wasn't going to be a standalone museum. He needed another attraction. So he started collecting the music machines. And, um, and long story short, uh, the quality of the machines, he started with, uh, bought a whole music uh, museum in Sarasota, Florida, and shipped up here. Oh, my and, God. But a lot of cylinder players, disc players. So he started collecting these big machines. And as an end result, being Bavaria was the reason why the house was built. We have become one of the most elite music machine museums in the nation. Wow. How could you not? What, what is the other competition? I mean, where else would you find? Oh, there's, there's a, a variety of different, you know, a lot of them. A lot of music machine museum, it's room after room with similar machines where you can pair the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. But that's not necessarily the intent for this place. No, 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 no. Gotcha. This is just so Charlie could live forever. Oh. So and he never told anybody he was going to turn his house into a museum. Nobody wow. knew that till he died. Wow. Is that right? Unless yeah. you were in the bubble. How, how do you keep that a secret? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's talk about eccentric. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What did you say about helicopters? Is there something he used well, to fly around that, in helicopters? No, he took it. The story that I read was that he took a helicopter tour to kind of see where he wanted to build. Right. 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 Yeah. He wanted a place with a view. Yes. Yeah. Well, if this isn't the I place. Oh my oh gosh. My gosh yeah. I mean, it is. And, and you know, we have to say, and again, I'll, I, I appreciate that we can post some of the pictures, but you showed us a room and said, you can certainly podcast in here. And it was gorgeous. And then we came in here and said, oh my God. I mean, one room is prettier than the other, but the view is breathtaking. Yeah. Well, I we mean, generally don't have these drapes open okay. because it, it becomes the silhouette and you really can't see because it kind of gets, bl- especially sure. on a sunny day. Right. Like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so we do keep the doors. And plus, part of the fun is, even though it's like a shoebox of a house, people get lost. Oh, By yeah. The time you get to, well, I here, would. Because you know, you're looking at so much. <laughs> yes. That all of a sudden, and then, and then where do we, and then all of a sudden we're back where we started. Right. But it's Was there the a fun. theme to each room intentional or an intentional oh, no, 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 theme? No, no. no, just kind of no. worked just, out that way. Just worked out that way. Okay. Is there a Pittsburgh architect that's notable or a Bavarian architect that was hired well, to do this? Across the street where, John, where Charlie lived was a Nicholas family, and they were friendly friends for years. And I uh, watched little John grow up. Now, John, 17, just got accepted at Carnegie Mellon University in the engineering department. Oh. And he asked John to be the general contractor to build his building for him. Wow. Yeah. Well, John was a brilliant, he's a brilliant man. And he knew enough to get an architect. And Charlie spent, you know, a lot of time going to Bavaria because he was influenced by Mad King Ludwig of Bavaria, the castles that he has up there. Every room in this house is based on themes of Mad Ludwig's castles. So he ah. his house was eventually was supposed to be forty seven thousand square feet, but Instead he scaled it's, it's nineteen thousand square. Okay, feet, mm. you know, wow. but uh, I wow. thought it was about nineteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you counting with your feet. <laughs> I was she like, was wait, walking what? off steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about you though. So why the interest in this place? It's not a family, you know. Hey, you know, he was my uncle or my great whatever. You found an interest. Why? Well. I'm a retired music teacher. Okay. You know, for so for 29 summers, I caddied at Oakmont Country Club. <laughs> and I caddied for the CEO of the Foundation of Random Museum. Okay. Well, one day he called me up and said, uh, teacher, I need a new curator. Are you interested? And so he brought me in and took me around and said, now, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to quit caddying. Well, let's think about that. Lugging heavy bags and heat, carrying, <laughs> watching bad golf, or telling great story, <laughs> meeting great folk. Wow. <laughs> Where do I sign? Yes. So it's been six and a half, almost six and a half years, and it's not old yet. But the cool thing is, is that, again, uh, 
You didn't know this place existed prior well, to that, right? I knew right? about it, oh, but kinda, it's, okay. it's one of those things that, yeah, well, never you know, been. we never got here, yeah. you know. So when I came in here and Dave took me around, you know, just like everybody else, my my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. And my eyes were this big. And, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know. Does uh, it become, is it still like that every day? I know that's a little bit of a cliche, but when you love something and when you appreciate something, do you still walk in every day and find something else to oh, be you, you mesmerized? Have to yeah. It for what it is. Sure. Yeah. And you just, I don't think that view ever gets old and the machines oh. are just, you know, it, it's really the early computers, you know. No question. That's a great point. Over. You know, 150, some 150 years old, and they still play. Yeah, and that's you know. going to, that was one of my questions, actually, is that, you know, when they're eccentric, they usually have something that was... Like a trigger. Yeah, no, that was, uh, it was, they had something before everybody else had. Like, I look at Elvis's airplane, and Elvis had a phone in his airplane. And I get thinking, like, nobody had that back then other than the President of the United States. But did he have anything here that was technologically break? a breakthrough, oh, you know, yeah. such sure, as, yeah. well, because he was eccentric. Because the, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Yeah. Well, no, done, see, Johnny is an electrical engineer. So he brought some of his friends in. It took six years to build this house. Okay. Yeah. And, so. um, so there's a lot of electronical things that are put in here. Uh, I see. And, um, you know, there, you go into, you know, a house that was built and opened in 1982, you know, you, you don't, see the type of things that you, you know, that sure. are built into this house yeah and some things you know we got switches in the house that don't work and okay said, well yeah. we put some, some things that didn't work so <laughs> you never took them out so right <laughs> but, yeah. got it yeah <laughs> just like your own house right yeah right, like, oh, right. but it's yeah. um it's it's a that's a special place it's a good it's um we have people from germany to come and visit you know, and said, this is very German with an American feel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. I will take it. Well, I guess the, the bottom line here is you need to take the tour, John. Take the tour, you jag off, because yeah, basically that's the sure. way you're going to find oh out a gosh, lot more. But yeah. As a matter of fact, if you're watching or listening to the podcast and you plan on taking a tour, invite me and Rachel. Well, we're coming. What do you I mean, think? We, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we definitely need you. to do that. No, I have to say though, we people, you know, the children have to be twelve years of age. Yeah, there's so much that they. Yeah, people sometimes will come in with infants, thinking they can carry them. Well, it's putting a kid in a candy shop. There's so much yes. to look at. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to behave, and they got to be twelve years of age. Uh, it's a ten dollar charge. Sure. You know, yeah. Which is. You know, he, he didn't want to charge anything. He wanted people to see. Charlie liked the wow factor. Mm. You know, he liked to, people see what he did. But uh, a two-and-a-half-hour tour, they talked to the Heinz, the Frick, the, the Melons, and the whole bit, you know. Two-and-a-half-hour tour, you got to charge at least 25 bucks for that. But yeah. We settled on the $10 cash. Okay. You know, to keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it smooth in and out, you know. And it's um, and it works. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just a gem in the city. We, we, and the reason why people haven't heard about it, we don't advertise because word of mouth, right. you know. And oh, we'll yeah. I love a, that. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get a big bump out of this, mm. you know, and I'm the one that answers the phones, you know, okay. and I might schedule the tour. So um, we'll see the CBS Sunday morning. I was bit, just going to ask know. you if that was okay yeah. to talk if about. we caught 10 calls a day, that was a big day. Wow. The yeah. day that aired, I had 170 calls. Oh, my that God. Day. Yeah. Wow. And I quit counting after 470. Wow. Jeez, after, you man. know, that week. Play I that did, number. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I made all the calls and, you know, but it just had to tell, we're booked. You know, yeah. you, we're looking in June. We're looking in July. Oh, my gosh. You know, because we just, you know, filled yeah. up. But uh, it, was, uh. it was good. But. You know, we can only do seven tours a week. So yeah, right. it, it really became, oh, we can't never get in. Right. You know? So you know? open every day, though, Monday through Monday sun- through Sunday. We okay. Have, I don't do Sunday, but we got two great people who do the Sunday tours. Okay. Tours. Are you caddying on Sundays or no? Pardon me? Do you caddy on Sundays? Oh, no, no. no, 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 no I'm 67 years old. I gotcha. <laughs> you know, I just... I want to enjoy my my grandchildren. I actually have one more question for you. How do you know so much about him? Do, did he, since he was eccentric, did he leave stories about himself as to how well, Dave he Hart- wanted to be portrayed? Dave Hartman is the CEO. Okay. He was Charlie's um, banker, lawyer, uh, best see, friend, okay. and confidant. So okay. all the stories he gave me, you know, I see. the house was going to dis- disappear. And Charlie was an 80, 95 guy, never really did things completely. And the roof was never right, so it leaked. So there was a lot of work that had to be done to get the house ready. Dave brought the house back. Dave met Charlie in 82 when the house was just opened. So he remembers what it was like before the machines. And he brought it back. He's probably the best uh, decision Charlie ever made because he brought Charlie's dream to life. 
I see. You know, so the stories are basically Dave's stories, but I got a lot of information from Johnny. Sure. You know, because okay. he built the house. Yeah, I see. And know. so a lot of it firsthand. It's not like things that you've had to look up and read. It's no, people no, no, who have actually no. lived it. Yeah. So a lot of the machines, I, I researched a lot of the, you know, those things to, you know, because you have people who know machines and they, they right. ask you questions about them. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I know everything there is about them. I know, you know, the machines that we play, you know, I can carry my own and if i was wrong you know they'll tell me and that's how i learned yeah you know you know yeah. so it's um every tour is a little bit different so that's what never gets old and i love the fact that you say mm-hmm. the tour depends on what the questions are you oh know, yeah i think that's great mm-hmm. because so often and not i mean we certainly love and support the carnegie museums and such but you know there's that down pat which i'm sure is the same with you you know what you want to talk about but it's based on whatever questions are asked so i yeah, think well, we've got a pretty got a, 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 a routine because yeah we wrote, the tours, the tours, the same tour Charlie would take his guests on. Sure. You know, so we're yeah. not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. But um, the machines, we've got six machines in the building Charlie did not buy um, because the foundation's doing so well that we, we can afford to, you know, get rid of, you know, okay. some of the, the capital gains money. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, add if it's a rare and unique machines because that's what Charlie would collect it was the rare and unique machines and we will put where to find you in show notes for the website for do you have social media Uh, we have ads running on Facebook okay you know okay um, okay but we we really don't try to do too much advertising yeah you don't need to then you have too much and then we're turning people away yeah Yeah, right I get it so it really kind of it, it, it works the way it is now. Oh, well, we are honored that we yeah. could be here. Thank you so when, much for your and time. And so if you're listening to the podcast, we're looking at a piece of a, a wood, a piece of furniture, three feet by two feet. There's a handle, a grinding handle on the one side. And then there's an arm that goes across almost like a record of a, a needle of a record. But in the center is a two and a half record, foot. Put the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record. <laughs> Do you think that's what it's going to play? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a two and a half foot disc of like copper with all these holes punched in it. Do I assume that that plays like a player piano? And no, what is it's, that it's called? it's a disc player. It, 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 it came out after the cylinder players. Okay. Where it, it plays a comb, and it's hooked like that because on the, the bottom of that, when those holes are punched, form is like a, called a hook. Okay. And it'll hit that comb. Yes. Okay. So the bigger the disc, the longer the music will play. Ah. Now, if you take that disc off and you close that up, it looks like a little coffin. So within the Music Box Society world, if you're talking about the coffin, you're talking about that. Machine. Oh, ah, wow. Okay. How about that? All right. I love well. that you had an 11-minute descriptive <laughs> well, question, and he was like, nope. <laughs> well, yeah. For, oh, for he described it very well. He, did. he yeah, really did. For everybody yeah. listening to the podcast, they don't have a visual. I was trying to think, no, like, yeah, was, right. I'm teasing yeah. you. It was just no. funny the way it worked cool. out. Cool. All right. Well, you guys are going to be super proud of me because I prepare the coveted question of the day prior to being here. So, okay. you know. For everyone, for full disclosure, I had no idea what to expect walking in. But based on the size of this place for comparison, we have to ask, what would be your least favorite room to clean? Now, that's in general. Like, If you're in your own home, what room are you like, darn it, I do not want to clean this room. But based on this place, there's not a dust bunny to be seen. What room would you not want to clean? Well, first, I throw props to our cleaning yes, lady, Vicky. Yes, yes. You know, she does a great job for us. And I'm the curator. I'm uh-huh. clean. Right. I understand. <laughs> totally get it. You know. But if you were even at home, but again, based on, on this place, what's the room that you're like, I'll pass. I'm not doing that. Like, I will tell well, you. There's, just, there's so much in every room. Yeah. I just, they're just, you know, I, I just, it's like painting a golden paint great gate bridge. Yes. Once you get done, you got to start all over again. Yeah. Right. right. And, and every you're room tired. has so much stuff in it that, you know, I just, uh, the, you know, it just, it's. Uh, I, I can't give you an you answer. You can't give an answer. answer. That's all right. What would be Whatever. at your house? What house? Oh, I refuse to do the dishwasher. I hate it. It's uh, Adeline's job always. You know, so the kitchen would be the one I would I not want to clean. You? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I live by myself, so I'm pretty – but, I mean, I guess I really just hate – I hate the – I guess I hate to empty the dishwasher, but I do hate to clean And them. laundry. That would be number two. Yeah, but so the, the it's cleaning room? The cleaning I clean room. that room, too. Yeah. yeah, because you get dust bunnies in yeah. the rafters. I know. I, I mean, I always hate to clean a bathroom. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. All Let's right. stop talking about this. Right. Jim, thank you so much. We You're cannot welcome. thank you yeah. enough. Yeah. This was fantastic. Where does and, uh, so you don't really find it online. You find it literally uh, call through the, the address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, the, call number. the number. We'll put it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, cool. It's awesome. Cool. And now we're going to listen to music from Jonathan. And we're just going to leave it at Jonathan because we need to find out why he has 16 names and what he what music <laughs> he's giving us. But uh, next up is Josh Axelrod. Cool. Cool. 
Josh. Facebook connects people. It's what they do. And they know real, meaningful connections happen on safe, secure platforms. That's why they build tools that give you more control and help keep you safe online, like privacy checkup, access your information, and their industry-leading AI that detects harmful content faster. Learn more about how their tools protect their communities and the work ahead at about.fb.com slash taking action. Before you even get started, he told me that that seat is coveted because you like sink in. What's it feel like to sit there? Well, he warmed it up for me. <laughs> so that's a great start. But yeah, he's right. This is a, rec- a recliner without being a oh recliner, basically. <laughs> what do you think about this place? I don't even know where to start. Well, right? I, I grew up in Squirrel Hill, so this area was never really on my uh, radar as a kid. But right. now, now it is. I've actually been out here a few times for random stories over the last year or so. And every time I'm like... There's some really nice stuff out here. Yes. Why don't we talk about O'Hara, O'Hara or Sharpsburg as much yes. as we do? Yeah, no, you're exactly I'm kind of sold, right. I'm kind of sold now. Well, and even driving here, and obviously we could tell people uh, because he wants people to know where it is, but as you're driving here, if you actually put it into your GPS, as we all found out, because it's like being on the game Clue, if you put it in your GPS, you end up at this this um, gated area that says, oh, I know you're here, but basically turn right at the stop sign and do these things. It's almost like this little... like. A game. A game, yeah, yeah. Like you're being given clues or something. Right. So had me go around, Ways had me go around the same roundabout twice, basically. Right! And, and you were dizzy. <laughs> and I still missed the gate that I was supposed to go in. <laughs> so that was my experience. They get you dizzy to come in, but I I mean, I'm just blown away. You know, kudos, again, kudos to yeah. Tracy. So. so welcome, Josh. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, thanks we, for having me. Well, we see you on Twitter all a lot. And you know, when I see you tweeting, I think of so many questions. And, and uh, one of the things I think of is you... A writer, a professional writer, can always write, cannot always write about just what they like, right? You don't have that choice. But, and so you've done some pretty good things. You've had, you know, Michael Keaton and, you know, these kind of things, and you like that kind of stuff. Jeff Goldblum. When it, yeah, when a story comes Milo. about that Sorry. you know you have to cover, and you go, uh, yeah, like, how do you get yourself into the right mindset to cover that story, knowing, like, oh, God, I hate every piece of this? But I know it's news and I know it's my job. How do you get yourself in the mindset for that? Well, I guess I should say that about 90% of the things I cover are things I pitched or things I wanted to okay. cover. So most of the time, I don't have to worry about okay. that. And Milo was something I pitched, just FYI. I mean, you couldn't call your best friend, Rach, to get on that interview with you because that, that was fans. He had, is such a down-to-earth guy, right? I had many a female friend afterward <laughs> who was like, why didn't you tell me about this? Right! <laughs> so, John, Milo is This Is Us. Milo, oh, Milo oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. Just, yeah, I just so saw he, him on yeah. Jack well, Pearson himself. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. He is, you know, you watch him on Fallon, you read the story that you wrote, and you're like, he really is that guy. Like, you want to be oh, married yeah. to him. You really do. I don't care who you are. You want to marry oh, him. No, he's, he's the Pittsburgh dad. Just uh, through through. Yes. Yeah. That's who he is. Yes. Um, but to answer John's actual question, there are times in journalism where I get assigned things or something comes up where I'm like, I don't necessarily want to cover this, but I know it's my job and it needs to be done. And my thing is always, even if it's not the most exciting story in the world, I just can't let the writing show that. So yeah, I because just, that's what I would say. You yeah. uh, cover cover that by saying you do seem to be the ultimate professional that wouldn't just do a lazy job if you didn't like it. You right. would still do a thorough job. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I still do a thorough job no matter what. I, I I approach every story the same. I know I know the research that needs to be done. I know the people I need to talk to, and even in my head as I as I go through it, I'm, I'm like writing like a, a just 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 getting the structure like point A going from point A to point B to point C in the story yeah. in my head. And then, like I said, the, the main goal for me is you can tell when a writer generally doesn't care about what they're writing about. Yeah. I, yeah. I at least want to be able to fake it to the point where you can't tell. Yeah. That's always my general goal. And I'm glad, I'm glad it sounds like that uh, it comes off that way. <laughs> well, and I – so it's funny because one of the questions that I – you know, John and I never use our, our sheets. But one of the questions I had was what is the process, right? So I know that you come up with, for instance – what I just read the other day, two days ago, yesterday or the day before, um, about the WTAE PXI, you know, the broadcast, I couldn't think of the word broadcast, the broadcast story. Brilliant. So was that just resonating? Literally, like we joke about our question of the day. It's we get in the car and we're talking about, it's like Seinfeld. We're talking about nothing, right? And then we go, that's a question of the day. You know, our question of the day last week was, Table or booth, because sometimes that's a just dis- like you just talk it through. Why are you picking one or the other? 
is that sort of your process where you are that to simplify it? This is something I'm thinking about in the city. And if I'm thinking about it, other people are. So now I make the pitch to my editor. Is that sort of the process of it all? That happens on occasion. Okay. Um, I will give my editor, Kevin Kirkland, credit for that story because he was the one who was like, all right, everyone's talking about how there's been all this turnover last year across all three stations. You should do something on this. Yes. And let me just say, I know I've talked to like Michael Keaton and Jeff Goldblum and some other really cool people over the last year. Yep. My biggest get was getting one of the three news directors at those stations to actually talk about that. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Shout out to WPXI for their help with that story. That was really helpful. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that one I have to I have to give my editor credit for for yeah. coming up with the idea. But uh, and on that particular subject, was it one of those things where in your mind, as a Pittsburgher and as a reporter, so you were sort of like, you know, ready for it? Is the outcome what you expected? Like what they were saying, like hearing Sally Wiggins say what she said. I mean, so bl- I mean, God love her. She's so blunt about the things that she discusses. We've had her on the podcast here, but is that where you were going with it? Like, wow, sometimes there's that need to be youthful, and maybe when you're of a certain age, it's a little bit different because it does. I'm older than you, so of course, me looking at it, like, wow, I guess that really is the reality. Yeah, shout out to Sally Wiggins. Oh my Martino God, right? Rick, especially Rick Earl and Gabriella DeLuca, who are working. Still, I had to be yes. a little more careful about what sure. they were saying. Sure, that's a good point. Also gave me like really, really valuable stuff. Uh, that story was pretty much exactly what I was expected. It's okay. Just, it, people need to relax on that subject. It's just the natural cycle of things. And all these, I, I make a point to talk to all the reporters after they get hired. And all of the good, all the young reporters that are coming in are great. They're all very knowledgeable. I have great conversations with them. And anyone who watches them on the air should also probably, t- that should be their takeaway too. But Great a story, point. A story like this just came up because it was a phenomenon. I wanted to acknowledge it, and I That's can it. tell you that it's been it's been circling the top five trending stories on our site for the last twenty four hours. Is that right? Now. Yeah. So all the people out there who are like, I don't watch local news. Why do you spend so much time covering this? <laughs> You're like, yes, you do. You're full of crap. <laughs> you do. Right. I know you do because I I see the numbers on our site. <laughs> um, what you had? A, sorry, what was your original question? No, like you answered it, like something like that. Like, how do you come up with that process? Is that uh, and you gave kudos to your editor, but also, well, I will, I will say then for most of my stories, it's just that I pay attention to what's coming out, like yes. movies, TV shows, mm. books, video games, and I'm like, okay, this movie might have a Pittsburgh connection. This yes. movie might have a Pittsburgh connection. And just through the last year plus of me doing this job, I now know who to ask generally. Yeah, if I want to talk to these people, I keep a very I have a word doc and I just keep a very detailed, uh, okay, this movie is coming out when, and this movie is coming out when, and this is who's in it that I probably might want to talk to, or here's the writer who grew up in Sharpsburg or something. Yeah. Probably want to talk to him or her. Yeah. So yeah, I just pay attention, frankly. And sometimes things sneak up on me and I find out after the fact, wait, that person went to Carnegie Mellon. Whoops. Yeah. Sure. And so I keep that in mind for the next thing they do. Yeah. It's generally the cycle of when the people have things to promote. And, uh, it, I would say that I've got a pretty high success rate. Like usually when I reach out and it's usually reaching out directly to not to the movie studios, but the marketing team that handles that. And then like the streaming services are all usually like, like I got contacts in Netflix and Hulu and Netflix and Disney plus especially has been really good to me. Um, wow. John microphone drop. So, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag here. <laughs> like, but I, we I, read Josh Axelrod to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag here, but you're I, just, not. I just know who to ask at this point. Yeah. yeah you're, generally they're very amenable to my the time case. on task that you had in your short time. I mean, short time because you're not 50 years old at all, but you, you turned 30 in a month or 40. You, yeah. yeah well, I was just going to say or 30 face now. <laughs> Throw them out the window. No, yeah. 30. Oh my Man, God. This whoever there aren't even like 25 yet. That one got me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I think it's a going back to your news story about the news cat broadcasters is I think it's interesting that it is churning, but I find it interesting that in Pittsburgh, for some reason, radio and TV people seem to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah, the main anchors. Like, yeah. you don't see – it seems to me you'd see a churn way faster than we ever get here. But they become beloved. If they love you, they love you, and you're here forever. If they don't like you, see you later. Well, right? that's why this became a story now because we yeah. had, like, Paul Martino and Stacey Smith and Kelly Fry all leave within, like, a very short time. Span. Yeah. And then other established reporters like Michelle Newell and Aaron Martin and David Kaplan, they also kind of all went their separate ways. And then, again, there was this influx of new talent. And as I, I forget who, who in my story said this, but it's just, you know, when you have people here for 20, 
30 years. Eventually, they're all going to retire. Yeah, right. So it yeah. really, I think it was just a coincidence that a bunch happened to do it at once. And again, as someone else in my story, I'm pretty sure this is this was WPXI's news director who said this. Where the hope now is that the people who are here in 10, 20 years will become the story. Yeah. When, when, when they're, That's when it. They, when they become established brands and they're yeah. ready to do whatever comes next. Right. So, yeah, I, again, just people who watch news in the city. And I know you watch news. Don't pretend, <laughs> don't pretend that you know. Right. Liar <laughs> now, it, it's fine, guys. It's fine. And oh I see gosh. your tweets. You're a, I want, my question is going to be this. If you weren't doing entertainment, what would you be doing? Because you seem to be a very avid sports fan as you're watching the Steeler games and the pit games, I see a lot of tweets coming out. So if you weren't doing entertainment, what would you like to report on? Did you read that question or did you have it? I'm impressed if you didn't read it. I didn't read Because we're thinking the same, John. Look at us see, on the same. I impressed yeah. the boss today. Wow. Get it. Get it, Johnny. Like you guys finished uh, oh, it's sickening. I get yeah. the parking spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started out at the Post-Gazette in sports. People... Yeah, that was only like two, a little over two years ago now. But yeah, yeah. I, I started off as a digital sports reporter um, and I was covering pretty much everything. I was I was the one getting all of our like clickbait for a minute. Um, and then I moved over to the copy desk and then I, I bullied my way into features, basically. But uh, yeah, sports would probably be it. Um, I didn't love my time in sports and that was for a bunch of personal reasons I don't feel like getting into, but. A&E clearly, and Features clearly, was always the right place for me. I and see. I just, I'm just trying to get this city that mostly only cares about sports and politics to care about pop culture as much as I do. And it's, a, it's an uphill battle, and I hope, I hope it's working. Based on Twitter, it seems to be working at least a little bit. Well, I think so, this is uh, where we insert the fact that we fanboy girl you more than anything, because I, I always describe myself <laughs> as a journalism nerd. I mean, you know this, right? Like, when we had Sally on, you know, how, who doesn't want to meet Sally Wiggins? Let me just say, half of the reason I wanted to do that story was an excuse to finally talk to Sally To talk Wiggins. to her. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no question. And Sally there's... and I were on the phone for like an hour, and honestly... I wish I had another hour to talk to her about all of her succession takes. Same. No, like talk about bringing someone on quarterly. If I could talk to you, you know, monthly, daily, it's, it's just, she is this plethora. Oh my gosh. But you know, John and I adore the fact that you are our youth and that's exactly what you're doing. You're leading us into a way that says like, you just said it back off. We don't need to be so intense about what, you know, maybe it's just happening and maybe it's just life and maybe let it go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Just interject. I love the intensity. Yeah. Right. Right. The intensity is good. Like we we want people to care. Sure. I think there's just, there's just a lot of people who feel too cool to care about things. Sure. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm like, a guy who's always worn my heart on my sleeve. Everyone will know what I'm thinking at any given time because I have no ability to filter myself. Right. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I know that. Yeah. I'm just trying to make people care as much as I do. That's my general goal with and it, everything. It I do. shows, and that's where I'm going with it. Is the fact that journalistically, I do, when I read things, I read it. You know, I had a short stint in the Tribune Review, but my life, oh, I, I was, mm-hmm, I'm a journalist. I mean, I went to school for journalism, so I literally get it. Right, like I get what it was like back then. I mean, I'm 20 years older than you almost, so I get it. But I look at what you're doing, and I said this to you the last time when we didn't know you as well, and now we've gotten to know Three you. Three stories later. You, yeah, right. <laughs> we read what you say, and I hang on every word, whether it's your word choice or the direction that you're going. You capture, you said it right as soon as you started this interview, you capture someone's attention, whether that's your job. You're writing about it, whether you like it or not. Mm. And kudos to you, because I wouldn't know if you didn't love something. But I love the fact that you may say that you're elbowing your way in, but you've sort of gotten the attention of your editor to say, I want to pitch this. And nine times out of 10, you get it because you're right on with what the story matter oh, is. Oh, yeah, no. At this point, I don't ask my editor first. And he understands. Yeah. <laughs> he understands I have a good grasp of what's coming out yeah. soon and who of note would be fun to talk to. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm going after this person and I'll let you know if I get that. There you go. And, there you go. And again, sometimes I get turned down and that's sure. fine. And then I'm like, all right, I'll just wait till they're, they have something else coming out. Yeah. I, I'm get Gillian Jacobs. Huh. Prepare yourself. There you. I'm trying to get, <laughs> she, she's like my white whale at the moment because okay. I've been trying to get her for a while. And she's okay, like one of the few people who grew up in Pittsburgh who I, I've always been a big fan. Of okay, I, I was just going to say, are there others in your bullpen that you're willing to release? Like, who else are you thinking about? I'm trying to think because again, I've Goldblum and, and Keaton were the biggies, and somehow yeah. I got them within two months of each other. Crazy. Like, I, th- yeah. I feel like I peaked. Billy Gardell. 
I got Billy. Oh, I don't yeah. think I knew that. Keaton yeah, yeah. is on our list. Yeah, because, you need to help us know, with he, that a, at some point. He, he's, a, went to to, <laughs> he went to uh, he went to St. Malachy School where my kids went. And B, we got to meet him, and he's the first person, as I know, uh-huh. to use the word jagoff in a nationally, How about a very that? successful national movie because he used it in Night Shift. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, fun fact a, little jagoff. Right. <laughs> I mean, in, in Dope Sick, he dropped a crick, like a very, yeah. Very, oh, like, oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. That's so, funny. Uh, he, yeah. And then, and then you've got Goldblum on his Disney Plus show, like having, yeah. just showing footage of his parents, like in uh, West Homestead. Yeah. Wow. So between the two of them, they're really good ambassadors. Yeah, yeah no city. question. I didn't realize you got Gardell. I'll have to read that. Oh, yeah. That. I talked to him before Bob Hartzell Epishola came back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you watch that show? I am going to abstain that question. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I just wondered because I haven't really gotten into it, admittedly. Mm. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I caught up on, on the previous season, though. Okay, and gotcha. I, yeah, no, Billy's a funny dude. Got oh, no uh, question. And it's such another good ambassador. Yeah, and I, I respect the hell out of what that show is doing and showing off so many different cultures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's rapid fire him. Uh, rapid fire. Oh, that's funny. I was just, boom! boom! We were thinking the same All thing. Right. Mon, Mon or Duquesne Incline? Oh. I don't know the difference. Uh, I oh, love that right. you said that because well, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I, don't, I never remember which one has the Duquesne name. is down by the Fort Pitt Bridge. Bond is up by the other side. Which uh, one up is the river. next to the ice cream place? Uh, <laughs> Are oh, you talking to Rachel that, right now? <laughs> that would be, I think that's the Mon Incline. Then, yeah, then yeah. Mon Incline. All right. <laughs> okay. People, anyone in Pittsburgh who pretends to know the difference offhand is lying. Right. <laughs> See, this is why he is like supposed to be the person I hang out with on a regular right. basis. All right. Favorite TV show right now? Oh, God. Uh, that's, like, airing right now? Yeah. Because I was going to say, it was Succession until, like, the last couple oh, of years. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think that's airing right now. I'm just going through it. I'm, well, I, I am big into the book of Boba Fett right now. Okay. Um, I, say what you will about what Disney's doing to TV. The Star Wars shows rock. Okay. And Book of Boba Fett starring, you know, Matt Levin and Native Ming-Na Wen. Okay. Uh, who was another interview I just got recently. Of course you did. Um, oh, my God. Uh, that show rules. And I love what they're doing with the Boba Fett mythology and what they're continuing the Mandalorian storyline. I've also just recently started binging uh, Station Eleven on HBO Max, which is a pandemic uh, miniseries that is not for the faint of heart, but it's fun. And I've been watching Yellow Jackets on showtime which i just is heard about that the most disturbing show i've ever that's seen that's what i heard yeah yeah can you explain i haven't watched it can you explain yellow jackets okay. in i'm only five four, i'm only four episodes in so okay. I, I i'm not going to speak for everything that's aired so far but basically it's uh about a girl soccer team in the 90s who's playing crash la- crash lands in the middle of nowhere on their okay. way to nationals and it's interspersed with uh some of the survivors who like tw- 20 years later, I think, too. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. There's some cannibalism. There's, uh, it's Lord of the Flies, but, uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, okay. with the girls' soccer girls team. Girls' soccer team. And oh then there's God. also, like I said, some future stuff. And it's got, like, okay. Melanie Linsky and Juliet Lewis. And Christina Ricci is putting on one, one of the best performances I've ever seen. She's amazing, wow. isn't she? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. My, my, my TV also goes, my TV taste just goes every which way because I also, just started watching Abbott Elementary on ABC, so I, I, <laughs> I needed something light after those two really dark. Josh, shows. have you watched Ghosts? Oh, on TV. I, um, so again, do you see my stuff or not? I always do, but I did not see that. Did you talk about Ghosts? Uh, Joe Port, one of the creators, is yes. uh, is local, and I talked to Rebecca Wasaki, who I missed from it. Central PA. I, think I missed that. One of, them, one of them's Altoona, I think. Okay. The the mansion in Ghost is based off of a mansion in Altoona. Ah, and. Uh, and uh, one of the characters, uh, Rebecca's character, Hetty, is named after the wife of the person who owned that Altoona mansion, I think. How did I miss that? Because I really thought I stalked you. Sorry. So, yes, <laughs> I, I, yes, I like those. She's a partial stalker. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about that watching show, that's, it. That show's great. I'm a partial stalker. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a busy stalker, so I missed it a little bit. I'm always surprised when network TV shows are as good as that. Right. Uh-huh. Well, that's so, why I was well, asking. I, I give, yeah, Ghost and Abbott Elementary are my two. Okay. Yeah. Then, okay. I'm like. After Brooklyn Nine Nine was done, I yes. was like, "Will I ever actually watch a network TV show again?" Because gotcha. Those, those two have pulled me back in. Okay. Gotcha. One more rapid fire. What's your, what is your least favorite road in Pittsburgh to travel to drive? Drive the road to this museum because no, that, there's no, four. That's not diff- a good promotion, according <laughs> no, to him. No, actually, appreciate I, you saying that though. It was super easy to get up here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Negley Hill. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. I, I played soccer at Alderdice, and I remember one day where our captains were like, we, 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 we practice at Chenley Oval, and we always run over. We just run around the city as a warm-up. And one day, they were like, we're running up Negley Hill. And my oh, you, they also one day made us run up all the steps in the cathedral. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, 
This was this wasn't even the worst, but Negley Hill is by far my least favorite hill okay. in the city. As a squirrel <laughs> hill kid. Yeah, that one, yeah. That, yeah. that one always, always gets me. Yeah. What's Cardiac Hill? What's that? What's the name? Uh, of uh, Cardiac Hill is the one that on Pittsburgh. Uh, new right? UPMC. Yeah, I can't UPMC remember. UPMC from it's Presby. Not, it's not Dithridge. From I can't Presby. remember what it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Cardiac Hill. yeah, yeah. Cardiac Hill. Cardiac Hill. Yeah, that's tough. Knows it is Cardiac yeah, Hill, right? I, I stick with Negley because it's not. It's probably not the steepest hill in the city, but it always feels like. Yes. It is. Oh my gosh. But how about this view? Let's just cut to that real quick. Do you? Washington's got nothing on this. Nothing on this. Amazing. Right. Right. And these huge picture windows that you could just stand in front of it. I need like to come crazy. back to actually take this tour. Yeah. This yeah. yeah. Same. Let's sure. do it together. So we should totally do it we'll together. Do it together. Yeah. Right. We'll do it. It is always our pleasure. We will have Tracy ask you to come back because literally we could talk to you about a million things. I was going to say, I'm your official pop culture You really are. Right? And no I question. love it. We're going to, we'll have to pitch that to people. <laughs> He's our official <laughs> pop culture. I was going to say, KDK is our news partner. Yes. So. And, and well, they're great to go. us. So, so we're, we're so the lucky. Pop culture partner. There you are. We're the pop culture. Yeah. I yeah, love it. PCP. All right. So <laughs> sure. Josh, where does everybody find you? Where can everybody follow you to know all the amazing things that you're doing? Yeah, you. Um, I, I guess I'm most active on Twitter um, at Jaxelberg with an H. Uh, again, I don't have any ability to filter myself. So if you want to know what I'm watching, thinking, anything, especially my sports takes, that's that's where those lie. You can find me on Instagram at Jaxel22, um, and my work is on post-gazette.com. And I can already tell you, I got a full slate of stories ready ready for God. this week. I've got some stuff coming up. I, I've got my life kind of planned out through like early February. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the journalistic process in a nutshell, right? Yeah, now. I can't even nice. imagine. So we'll we'll be able to check on him again in what March, April. Yeah, for All right, sure. Cool. All right, he'll be at the St. Patrick's Day parade with us. Question. Ooh, question of the day. You heard it. Obviously, not this place, but in your home, what is that room that you do not want to clean? And again, I'm thinking about this place because when I looked at it online, I thought, oh my gosh, imagine cleaning that place. So, what's that place in your house? The question of the day, kind of thing. Yeah, it was funny when you said that the kitchen was your least favorite. Cause yeah, it's my domain. Okay, my my, my fiance does all the all the cooking, and, I, and and the deal is I I clean up. Oh wow, do you hate it? No, I love it. Oh, I put on a podcast and I clean dishes. It's great. Oh my, well yeah, I guess I should do. I should listen to our podcast when I'm cleaning. Yeah, up. that's a good idea. I hear enough of us. Yeah, that's yeah, the perfect. Yeah, so I'm the exact opposite of you there. So the kitchen. Yeah. No, I, I oh, like, you like no, he likes the it. Kitchen. My least favorite room to clean. I mean, yeah, probably bathrooms. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. if I can avoid that, if at all possible. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right. Josh, you're the best. Thank you for coming on again. Thanks for having Thank me. You. All right. And all we get right. to listen to Jonathan slash different names throughout, but we're actually going to talk to him and AD, right? Because I kept calling him AJ. Alex Carell is one of over 70,000 Google Career Certificate graduates. The Google Career Certificate program completely changed the trajectory of my life. I've always been interested in computers, but I never thought I could turn this into a career. Anytime I got a little break, I just pop open the course on my phone. That allowed me to have that path into a career that I'm passionate about. Train online for in-demand jobs in IT, UX design, data analytics, project management, and more. Visit grow.google/certificates. How about you guys? Have you ever been here? No, never before. No. No. Never. Okay. First time. Now, are you Pittsburgh born? No, I'm from New Jersey. I thought I heard you talk in New Jersey. Okay. So I love in the New fact Jersey. that you are our young guys. Not now, do you have a pit connection with him? Yeah, we both went to the Ah, uh, so the three of us are pit people. Yeah, so okay. All right, Did he that's come our little bank account. Did he know were you as or is he your bank teller so when you were kind of bouncing until you go, how slide twenty in there? <laughs> Did he yeah? Okay, Something, like he's your guy. Something like All that. Right, he's so your what's guy. the story? Because here's what we will tell you about Jonathan, and I love the fact that we get to have him on here. So what a lot of people don't know about John and I is um so we have the podcast. I was sort of giving the rundown before we, we came on. We also have a, a small marketing and social media and media company mm-hmm. and here's the beauty of how the Ajaga podcast works my husband and I were eating dinner at Fogo de Chao for celebrating something Jonathan was our our server he was so phenomenal as a server that you know I of course was intrigued and said what else do you do because I know you're not just doing this and he said I just recently graduated from Pitt which of course perked my ears and he said I am a content creator he walked away a couple <laughs> minutes later and my husband was like I know you're about to give him a business card but I know you're short on business cards so I gave 
him my number. He was working at a bank. We won't say where. And I said, we will lure you. And guess what? We did because the same thing happened with Colin. Colin and I had worked together and he went to serve. I don't know if you know that, but he went to serve and we went and said, hey, we're going to have a couple drinks three times. And are you ever going to come work for us? And four years later, he is our favorite uh, go-to guy. And now we have Jonathan. And we're so happy to welcome him because in a short amount of time that he has been our content creator for a couple of clients, we find out that he's this musically inclined guy and has an agent. So that's like the Big rundown, things. right? Oh, so yeah. I mean, maybe these are things you could have told me. I thought, oh, he's this Fogo to Chow guy. No. Mm-mm. With lots of names, who are you and what are you doing and what are we listening to? You have lots to start talking about. So have um, at it. So my artist's name is Charles Hustle. Um, couldn't tell. I know why I got it. Okay. I was a big fan of Pete Rose growing up and the whole entire. That's funny. We were wondering. Okay. Yeah. Know? So I consider myself to be the greatest, but no one's ever going to acknowledge it. So I think it's a good play on words. <laughs> okay. Um, we're working out of live in color studios. Um, he started it about three years ago with another one of our friends. Um, at the time I was in school, but like doing everything besides school, being a 20 year old. And, uh, he convinced me like, let's sit down and do this music thing. Like there's a lot. Like, it's, it's a very good direction we can go. Like, you're really talented. You just need to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to say it was immediate. You know what I'm saying? It happened over time. But I finally got all everything in line, and we kind of just took off, and we started from there. And it slowly just started incorporating more friends and more friends, and it got bigger. And now it stretches from here all the way back out to Jersey to Philly, back up to Rochester. Wow. Okay. So, and I, I forgot to mention the fact you are born in Rochester, grew I'm up born in Geneva, New York, but no one tends to know the Finger Lakes or anything of upstate. I New know York. the Finger Lakes, so but just, yeah. I, I Is that the Genesee Rochester. area? Uh, somewhat relatively. Somewhat. Cause every, nobody ever, this no, drives me crazy. Nobody what? ever knows. He nobody pops. ever knows what Genesee is. They, <laughs> uh, Genesee cream ale. We used to drink it in college. Oh, like, I don't even know what Genesee is, right? Mm-hmm. For crying yeah. Out okay. Loud. The Finger Lakes though is well known for wine. I yes. was offered a job at a newspaper, the Finger Lakes, and I cannot for the, the life Finger of Lakes me. Times. No. Democrat uh, Chronicle. Yeah. Democrat. Wow, what? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's there awesome. you go. Yeah. Newspapers. Boom! How about that connection? You're out now. Not AJAD is sitting over there going, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> no, he's not. Because you just, John, God love him, was actually videoing Josh. But we, uh, you were talking about the fact that you're two young guys and you, so you started a studio. So talk a little bit of, let's jump over to that. So uh, we first started it as Live in Color Media. It's an independent media platform. And that was basically a YouTube channel that we wanted to start. Sure. We had started with uh, cooking tutorials, story times, uh, some light podcasting with some local artists as well. And uh, from there, I realized, like, I had a lot of musically inclined friends that were definitely spending the time making the music, but not necessarily putting in the time to market themselves. Right. What's then? Yeah. And that's something I always was passionate about, marketing, sales, all of those things. And kind of like the, the connection between the two, taking something that you're really passionate about in terms of the art and then being able to open that up to the masses, getting everyone else also passionate about that. So I had heard a couple of songs that Charles had made in the past and everything I heard blew me away, but it was just something he wasn't really taking seriously at the time, exactly how he said. And it was just kind of the next branch for Live in Color that I wanted to take on was starting this record label, but mainly getting behind Charles because I really saw how how good and how promising this really could Aww, be. Aw, look so, at that, Jonathan. Love, right? Charles, <laughs> all these names. Yeah, everything. <laughs> at home, I call him Johnson. <laughs> <It's> bad, <laughs> do, you li- do you guys room together? Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, so, so it's all coming together. Yeah, we have an in-house studio where everything gets done. We're also uh, graphic design, merchandising, photography, videography. So we're kind of like a one-stop shop for all artists. But it really started just from Charles Hustle and myself kind of like working on how we can get his image his artistry out there in the world of Pittsburgh because, you know, us wow. not being from Pittsburgh. Sure. Right. right. And uh, I bet that's, what is that like? What is it like, be, you know, so often we have Pittsburgh people who are Pittsburgh people. Mm-hmm. Once in a while we get the people who have been here for years and years and years. They're older, but you guys, again, you're the youth and you came for college mm-hmm. and, and stayed here, which is amazing. We love hearing that. Cause there was we're a time. A transplant. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. What, what do you, what is Pittsburgh like? Is it welcoming? Is it a place that makes you want to stay for that for that reason? Absolutely. I okay. think especially this uh, DIY scene, as people will describe it, in Pittsburgh is one of the things I have not seen anywhere else. Being from New Jersey and uh, Central Jersey, Rutgers area, there's a lot of musicians as well also trying to get their names out and things like that. But being able to go all around the city 
and just experience these home shows or like these underground type shows where people are just putting on shows for the sake of having their friends perform or for the sake of like local performers coming that kind of energy in the room is just something unmatched that i haven't ever seen before if you don't have a theater or a venue that you're performing at in other places you won't be able to perform anywhere but here they make a way for you they find a way for you to make it happen it. which really provides a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of connection in between all the artists. We just talked wow. to Byron Nash about these little micro shows, right? Yep. Where everybody's yep. going to these micro shows. And so that really is a thing. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and how does an artist benefit from that? They grow their audience slowly and get YouTube viewers and then get money from that because you're clearly not making enough money. But yeah. Byron Nash just told us he doesn't care. He wants the gig. And if he gets 100 here or 200 there, he's still getting gigs. Yeah. So is that kind of what an artist talks about? See, so I think right now I'm more in the stages of like of like fine-tuning the craft. Money's going to come in time. Like We're going to get famous in time. But like let's not count my like chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it now, it's more of me perfecting my craft. So when I perform, even if I like, – like I've performed in front of like 150, 200 people, and I've also performed in front of five or six people. And my goal is to bring the same energy and the same exact attitude every single time. Just like Josh was talking about, like approaching, even if you're like, even I'm like, damn, there's only five people here. Like, I, why am I going to go all the way out? These people aren't going to listen to my music. They're not going to buy any merchandise. Like, But that's just an ignorant way to view it. You always have to give the same energy and the same effort every single time. Yep. So like right now, especially with the smaller venues, it's more about me being able to Look out in the crowds. We just did a show at uh, Mr. Smalls. Yep. Now, I will say I was the only person who like used explicit language, I guess, or swore or was like even somewhat aggressive or, or rapped on the set list. So when I looked out in the crowd, I'm like, dang, this is not my demographic. And then once I got into the second song and everybody comes to the front and like as soon as I get off the stage, I get I have 30 new followers. I have constantly people coming up to me being like, yo, that was a fantastic set. Your energy, it just like lets you know that don't pigeonhole yourself thinking that right. this isn't going to pay off because every show matters. You never know who would be in that crowd and is going to be like, is going to send the video of you performing to their friends and then that gets put into a group message and then somehow you go viral off a video that you didn't even know and it was, it was seven people in the crowd. So true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So now you, AD, you're, you have friends that know you have a music studio. You have friends that are talented. You have friends that aren't talented but want to use your music studio, want to use your talents. Oh. How do you tell them like... John, that's a good question. Better get to Wendy's. So... <laughs> No, one of the main things we've been doing recently has been actually opening up the studio to other people that want to come by and record as well. So we have a a team of engineers, audio engineers. We have producers that make beats and everything. So then we're able to give them opportunities to work with newer artists who may want to come in and work at the studio. Um, Obviously, it's a a charging rate. So it's about 40 to 50 an hour. And then the engineers will also charge for uh, to mix the songs. But it gives even brand new artists an opportunity to step into a professional studio, get some of that equipment, build some of that feedback back as well. So it's kind of up to that that person if they want to. Uh, I see. Okay. That's so that awesome. On. So how did you get suckered into coming on? Were you like, what the hell am I doing? I need or- a ride here. This <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't. <laughs> split the Uber yeah, or need I need car. a ride north of the city. Can you bring me? <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to be on until about 15 minutes ago. He was just like, oh, when I introduce I you, come on. He's going to start coming to the, the company meetings. He's like, yeah. I didn't he's know like can you hire my friend AD to do graphic design? Because I need a ride every day. I'm sort of giving him the mom eye because you know graphic design is our only like hole and you didn't think about your friend he's still he, he's still in school oh so what he's in the master's pro he's in a master's program at Pitt. listen yeah. we'll talk since your your friend obviously didn't help you out but we need some graphic design help <laughs> so there's that wow this was great i mean it, and it's so true i love hearing seriously that pittsburgh is providing those kinds of things mm-hmm. and that, that it's recognized by people it's easy for me to say at 45 because i can look back and say oh yeah i've watched it become what it is yeah but I'm also living here and I don't know any different. So the fact that you're not from neither of you mm-hmm. and again, being young and wanting to see the opportunities that I mean, kudos to you guys. I can't wait to hear all your songs. This was my favorite of Jonathan though. He was like, Rachel, how do you get your music? Is it Apple? Like he spouted it out. Like I am this moron <laughs> Spotify or Apple music. Yeah. I was like both. You're like, yeah. <laughs> How about that for an answer? <laughs> right? <laughs> so tell us about the song. We've been hearing the pieces of the song in between each of the guests. All right, so tell us about the song we're about to hear the entire part of. Um, entire. That's I know. It's actually off uh, my first debut project that came out 2020, December of 2020, called My Gift to You. 
Um, I'm a very dramatic artist, right? You are. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, it was one of my favorite songs I ever made. It's very melodic, very catchy. Um, I, th- I want to say it was my second single that came out. And it's the second biggest song off of that project so far. Be between that one and AA. And just because I'm going to upsell myself again. I did just drop a recent EP. It's titled Johnny Wick. It's got about six tracks on it. Um, okay, all he's like, good. very, very, he very, good. very, very good. If you guys ever get the chance to sit down and listen to it, it's only going to be about 15 minute playthrough. Oh, but we're listening. Run it back, so it'll be a 30 minute playthrough. Very good. I got a couple <laughs> visuals coming out for it as well. I got a video with Johnny Hopkinson coming out soon. Give that about a month, month and a half. Um, we got a couple other music videos in the work as well. But uh, this song is a banger, though. This is one of my favorites that I ever made. This is my mom's favorite song. She has this Aww. picture in uh, her car. All right. Before we go to the question of the day, I have a question for each of you. You're from the New Jersey area. You're from Rochester area. Mm-hmm. When people come to Pittsburgh, we take them to the Incline, the the Permanis, whatever. Mm-hmm. We go to Rochester. Where are you taking us? Uh, we asked him this, I think, and I can't. Not remember. on the podcast before. No, I know. If I t- uh, guys came to Rochester, I'd probably take you. Are we eating? Are yes, we going? Okay. Yeah, we're always going okay. to eat. Yeah, we'll right. Go get a garbage plate from Nick Tahoe's on the west side. Okay. okay. Or we're going to go to Penyan. If we're in the summertime, we're going to go to Penyan. We're going to go to Seneca Farms. Okay. They have, it's like this little dirty little shack on a back road, and they make the best chicken in the entire world. And they uh, sell out John. by like 5 o'clock every single day. <sighs> okay. Right. Get I me drunk it. and I'll go. John oh, won't. Get me drunk and I'll go. Remind me to tell you about John's chicken phobias. All right. We go over to New Jersey. Where Where are you taking us? In New Jersey, we definitely have to stop for bagels. Bagels at my favorite bagel spot. It's called Bagel Baskets. Number one bagels in the country. Okay. And then we're going to go have a slice of pizza. There's a bunch of pizzerias we could try out because nothing in Pittsburgh really hits the same as anything in Jersey. Really? Uh, From a pizza standpoint? Pizza, bagels, uh, the list can go on. (laughs) That's so funny. That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be anxious because we have Halby Klein from Pittsburgh Magazine come on regularly. And he always talks about how pizza, like, it depends on what style you like, you know, Mm -hmm. because, and I don't like pizza, which is great. I know everybody thinks that's nuts. But it depends if you're a thick crust person, if you're a thin crust person, if you're a sauce guy, you know, there's so many different things. So it's always a hot topic. That's right. So we'll ask the question of the day. But before we do, where does everybody follow both of you? Oh, you can find me at the Charles Hustle on Instagram, Charles Hustle on Twitter. You can follow my uh, personal Facebook or my artist profile on uh, Charles Hustle as well. We're on YouTube at Live in Color Media. We also on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook is Live in Color Media as well. Nice. An AD the afterthought. He left you some minute. He left you afterthought. Uh, AD. <laughs> <laughs> we also have some merchandise on liveandcolormedia.com, and we'll be posting on Instagram. You know, we like to run fundraisers and stuff for local charities as yeah. well. So just stay tuned in, and uh, yeah, plenty of stuff coming soon. Thank we you have to be sharing this. You guys, are I mean, awesome. I'm so annoyed with Jonathan right now. Like, we need to talk to him after this podcast. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you know, All the right. things you find out when you bring AD. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the things right. you find out. Right. We had to say thank you to Colin. We Parish. didn't ask the question of the day. Hold oh, yeah. on. Sorry. Go ahead. What room in your place do you guys not want to clean? And do not give me a story behind why, because you're still kind of college deep. kids. It's so deep. Um, I'm I'm like a I'm a 60 year old man in a 23 year old body. Same. So like I'm very OCD, and uh-huh. I need the house clean. I need the stove clean. So like I clean the kitchen all the time. My bedroom, though, on the other hand, oh. um, I sleep in there and wake up. I don't care what it looks like. I hate cleaning my bedroom because <laughs> it gets dirty within. A day and a half, and I'm not in there. That's a good point. Okay, AD. I would have to say the bathrooms, or uh, we also have a t-shirt room, and that's kind of like where I do the t-shirt room. He got his own private bathroom. Don't let him lie to you. He got a private bathroom in the house. Wow. We do not share, so he hates cleaning his own (laughs) bathroom. But (laughs) merchandising, that like all this stuff when you're making t-shirts and stuff, there's just a lot of extra stuff all around, and I'm not the best at picking it up and throwing it away right away. So that room is always a mess too. So oh, that's hysterical. Oh, I love it. That's funny. Dude, well, this was a good podcast. Yeah, the Baronhoff Museum out here in O'Hara Township. You have to come see it. Oh, and man. And these music uh, devices that are in every room. How many rooms did he say he had? 120. No, 22 rooms. 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah 22 yeah. rooms. 19,000 square feet of craziness up here. Yeah, this Never is Never knew it was here. Yeah. Limited uh, supply on uh, visiting because they are only allowed so many tours per week and so many people per tour. So, And thanks to Margie because we heard, you know, yeah, shout right. out to Margie and Mike. We heard your, you booked the tour, so we're so excited about that because we're de- we're not kidding we will be booking a tour thank you to colin who's standing there holding God his tv uh, camera right now i love him and uh, he'll do anything <laughs> for a view of the city right yeah? <laughs> no, no really and thanks to tracy for booking this yeah. and thanks to all of our guests first of all jim it was fantastic who knew and yeah. obviously thanks to our fanboy girl josh axelrod follow him the post gazette has never been better thanks to josh and of course gretchen mckay too and 
gigs you know there's a lot of good people over there and thanks obviously to the guy with many names to listen to his stuff and to ad thank you so much but as always thank you to our sponsor rorik honda who has a tracking process in which you receive your vehicle in a timely manner once the perfect crv hrv or any vehicle is selected and ordered the reliable rep will continuously track its whereabouts to keep the customer updated and if that is an elite customer service what is visit rorik.com for all of your vehicle needs Come on, come on. What is coming? Come on.